The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. Thank you for tuning in. We are here every Tuesday evening on WNRI 99.9 FM 1380 on the AM dial as well as on WNRI.com. And if you don't catch the show, you can catch us on Spotify. And you can also catch a rebroadcast of the show every Saturday at 1 p.m. right here on WNRI. If we're friends, you can check us out on Facebook Live, and I also upload my videos to YouTube. So this is a show for you, the consumer, and I try to provide valuable um, information to buyers and sellers or, um, you know, real estate um, oh, files, I guess people that are interested in learning about real estate. And, you know, I've tried to share kind of some inside baseball along the way a couple of weeks ago or several weeks ago when we had the special election primary for the first congressional district. I talked a lot about some questions that voters should ask prospective or candidates before they cast a vote. And, um, you know, we, we have one voice in our country, and it's important that we use it, and it's important that we use it wisely. Um, anybody who's been paying attention to the news knows the, the fiasco, the nonsense that's been going on in Washington, D.C., which may not be a bad thing. Sometimes, you know, if government fights it out, that can lead to good things for us, the people. Um, what we don't want is to have everybody agreeing on spending more money and doing things that... Um, Make the rich get richer and the powerful get more powerful, and then the little guy just pays the bill every week. Um, and you know, all of this has comes back to you know real estate, and of course, and uh, one of the things that I do want to talk about is, um, you know, last week we had the national flood insurance uh, program. The it was running out of money, and when they passed this forty-five day continuing resolution, they also passed. Uh, uh, funding for the National Flood Insurance Program. Now, this is something that um, many people utilize, and a lot of folks are under the misconception that it's only for people that live on oceanfront properties and big million-dollar houses or multi-million-dollar houses that um, need to have flood insurance. That's, that's not the case at all. I mean, if you just, uh, those of you who are around and old enough can remember the floods we had about uh, 10 or 13 years ago in that range where, you know, Warwick Mall was underwater. Well, in addition to Warwick Mall being underwater, there were a lot of other homes along the Patuxent River, along the Blackstone River 
that were owned by regular people, blue-collar, hard-working people, uh, retirees, folks that were on Social Security. And these folks uh, were in a flood zone, and many of them had flood insurance. Many of them did not have flood insurance because uh, flood insurance maps had, were based on 100-year floods, and we experienced a 200-year flood that time. So um, the importance of flood insurance should not be underestimated. Um, and, you know, the FEMA, um, Federal Emergency Management um, Administration, that is one option for folks who live in a flood zone to get flood insurance. But you can also find flood insurance from private insurers as well. And that is typically less costly than getting it from FEMA. But nevertheless, the FEMA flood insurance is also, it's, it, you know, ubiquitous it's very easy to get and it's important that folks have that and you know if you have if you own your home free and clear you don't have to have flood insurance or maybe if you have um, a conventional mortgage with uh, you know a lot of equity in your home you may not be required by the lender to obtain flood insurance but if you have a va a usda an fha um a Freddie Mac loan, you know, these types of loans that are guaranteed by the federal government, they are going to require that you have flood insurance. So we're grateful to the Congress because they did uh, fund the flood insurance program once again. Um, you know, ideally what we should be doing is uh, basically completely revamping the whole flood insurance program, getting updated maps and um, completely redoing it on the insurance side and then also on the data collection side but it's one of those things it always gets the can gets kicked down the road so they keep funding in an, an outdated program but funding an outdated program is better than no program at all because otherwise the people that can afford it the least uh, would be the ones who would be hit the hardest when there is a flood because it's again as i said it's when rivers flood um it's when, uh, you know, lakes go high, not, lakes and ponds, not too much. But if you're near wetlands, that can be a problem as well as oceanfront properties. So, um, you know, the folks who are well healed, they could probably, they don't want to have to, but they could probably better afford to repair or replace parts of their property if they didn't have flood insurance. But it's the, you know, retired couple or individual that's living along the Patuxet River or the Blackstone River that may be most um, harmed by there not being any flood insurance for them. So uh, this is something that is a good thing that we have coming from Washington, and it's in great part thanks to the National Association of Realtors because the National Association of Realtors lobbies hard for these benefits uh, these programs that benefit homeowners. They don't benefit realtors, okay? Um, I don't live in a flood zone, so that doesn't benefit me. But the National Association of Realtors lobbies for the hundreds of thousands or millions of homeowners who are covered or are going to need flood insurance. They also lobby for uh, the mortgage interest tax deduction, which is something that pretty much all homeowners that have a mortgage use or benefit from.
Uh, they also lobby for what are referred to as like-kind exchanges, 1031 exchange. Uh, we've talked about this before on the show where this is um, a great program that allows a the owner of an investment property to sell the property and then defer the tax on that property, the capital gain tax, to another property that they purchase or properties that they purchase um, that's valued at a higher amount. So the example I always give is someone that has a three or four unit property. They bought it. Right after the crash, they paid sixty, seventy thousand bucks. Now it's worth four hundred thousand. They only put seventy thousand into it, so they have a huge capital gain. Well, there would be a significant tax on that. So instead of selling the building and paying the tax, they sell the building, identify another property to buy, maybe a six or a ten unit property, and then defer the tax by pushing it onto the new property. So it's not tax avoidance, it's tax deference. So that's something else that's really good that the, the um, National Association of Realtors lobbies for on behalf of all property owners, all homeowners. So it's on the residential side and on the commercial real estate side. So, folks, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 AM. We're here every Tuesday from 6 to 7 o'clock PM. And we are, we rebroadcast on Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock. So please tune in on Saturday if you can't catch the show or tell your friends to tune in on Saturday if they miss the show on Tuesday evening. I want to thank our sponsors, GMET's Moving and Storage, the best move you'll ever make, 401-383-6399. That's uh, GMET's Moving and Storage. Actually, go to their website to get the best, most up-to-date information, and then also schedule a potential move. No obligation, doesn't cost anything. Uh, GMET'sMoving.com. That's G-M as in Michael, E-T-Z as in Zebra, moving.com check them out and they will get right back to you within 24 hours uh, if you need to have your complete home relocated from Woonsocket to Westerly or you need to have furniture moved from one side of the house to the other or you just need stuff taken out of the house while you do some work in the house have some construction done or some painting done they can take care of it that's GMET's moving in storage we also want to thank Don Miller your principal lender at North Point Bank, 401-241-9676. Uh, Don does a great job taking care of our buyers. Um, he takes buyers. Sometimes people, they're not fully ready to buy today when they reach out to me. Don stays in touch with them, um, helps them improve their credit, or tells them things to do that will help them qualify for a better rate because the rate that you receive on your mortgage is directly correlated to your credit rating. And um, Don is a really, he's a font of knowledge. He's really good. He understands all the programs. Um, he knows the benefits, the strengths and uh, weaknesses of each mortgage product that's out there. And uh, he can answer any questions that you have. That's Don Miller, North Point Bank, the principal lender. 401-241-9676. Of course, Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster. You know, Vern is uh, one of those people. Of course, Don helps people and GMET's moving helps people. But Vern, he can help people when they have, you know, something happen, a calamitous situation, and they have a claim against their uh, and their insurance. Um, he works for the property owner. 
He doesn't work for the insurance company. And he'll help you receive all that you're entitled to based on your insurance coverage. That's Vern Rainville Public Insurance Adjuster. 484-300-8495. That's 484-300-8495. Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster. And of course, Beacon Title and Escrow, Rich Nicholson, attorney partner, Anthony Betancourt, managing partner, my two buddies. They do a fantastic job taking care of our buyers and sellers of residential and commercial real estate and even business clients as well. Um, so please... Um, Think about our sponsors if you have such a need. Now, I started out talking about the things the federal government and Congress have, have done to help homeowners. And these are questions that, you know, uh, the question that you should ask a candidate for office or someone who's a politician, if they're already elected, is will they or will they not protect private property ownership rights? Now, this is important, whether you are the owner of commercial or residential property, whether you're a property owner or a tenant. It's important that the federal government or any government, state, municipal, that they do not support legislation that will increase the cost of owning, buying or selling real estate or infringe upon your rights to do what you want with that real estate as long as it's in accordance with zoning, the local zoning laws, okay? You know, it several years ago, probably 20, 25 years ago now, there was a case in Connecticut where a government entity took property from, um, I believe it was an elderly lady, by eminent domain. And now the government has the right to take property by eminent domain for reasons that benefit the community at large. So a classic example is, you know, you have uh, a road like Diamond Hill Road that 50 years ago was much narrower than it is right now. Well, when it gets wider, the government, you know, they'll have to take land by eminent domain. Sometimes they have to take large tracts of land because let's say they're going to put in an interstate highway or an exit ramp. Those are legitimate reasons that a government entity can take private property by eminent domain. However, in the case in Connecticut, they took the property by eminent domain and then they sold it to another developer, another entity that redeveloped that property. Now, that was, and it went to federal court, court and the state lost. Okay, the state of Connecticut. The, that is the ultimate infringement upon private property ownership rights. And the reason I'm talking about this is because there's something very similar to this going on right now in New York, where we have um, the government uh, and there is an individual, a judge, that declared that something was, um, business was conducted in a fraudulent manner. And they are in the process of, the you know, trial just started, where they're in the process of, process of taking control of the assets, the private property of a United States citizen. Now, 
of course, I'm talking about President Trump and what's going on with him. And the you know judge on the case, whose name escapes me right now, um, appears to have uh, a, a grudge or some axe to grind uh, with President Trump. And said they're guilty of fraud. The Trump organization is guilty of fraud, even though there was no victim because the banks were paid back. The taxes were paid. All the insurance was paid. So there was no victim in this alleged crime. Now, the problem is that this type of a case does not have a jury. So it's all up to the judge. And the judge has made it very apparent that he is um, has a lot of antipathy for the president. So it's unlikely that uh, this thing is going to shake out in favor of private property ownership rights. I think this is going to be another example of the government overreaching and taking um, private property rights from a United States citizen. Now, try and push aside the political, emotional energy that a lot of people have uh, whenever you say the word or the name Trump. And imagine if this was someone from your community. Maybe it was maybe you, you know, maybe you live in a small town or imagine, you know, you lived in Mayberry and you owned a lot of property. But there was a judge in town who didn't like you for one reason or another. You stole his girlfriend in high school or you, whatever it was. And they decide that, you know what? I think Jimmy Jones committed fraud when they bought that land from Mabel. So I'm going to charge them with fraud. They're going to go on trial and then they're going to have to give up control of their properties to the government. And we're going to force them out of business in Mayberry. You know, of course, sometimes when we see these things happen and it's happening to someone who is so far removed from us, someone that's a billionaire, someone, you know, a famous politician or could be a famous business person, a famous athlete. You know, we don't feel a connection, so we don't have any sympathy or empathy for what they're going through. But the problem here, folks, is that this is, number one, selective persecution. Um, it's, it's a political prosecution. And where it affects all of us who are not big name politicians or billionaires is that this could happen to anyone. Even if so, you're just an individual and the only piece of real estate you own is your home, your residence. This could happen to you if there were someone in your city or town or state that didn't like you and had an axe to grind with you and they had a willing um, attorney general. So this is completely un-American and um, you know it, it makes me sad and I'm sure our founding fathers are turning over in their graves because this is the exact thing that they did not want to happen. That's why we have checks and balances in our form of government. You have the legislative branch, 
We have the executive branch, and then there's the judicial branch. One checks the other. So when you have the legislative branch that's trying to take over the judicial branch or trying to outmaneuver and overpower the executive branch, that's not good. We need to have each one checking on the other one. And in Washington, D.C., we have a legislative branch, and there are people actively having discussions and lobbying to change the makeup of the Supreme Court because it does not give them the outcome that they want. They don't make decisions that fall into line with their current political beliefs. And I say current political beliefs because if you look at a lot of the people that are in power in Washington, D.C., including our president, what their positions are today are very different than what they were 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 25, 35, 45 years ago. So whatever is politically expedient, that's the train that they hop on. And that may be good for a career or for a short-term gains, but it's not good for our country. You know, this is the great experiment, and we have the best document in the world in our Constitution. All right, if my memory serves me, we are the oldest constitutional republic, democratically elected politicians. You know, we need to preserve what we have because, folks, this could change really quickly. And we could be in a situation that we no longer have private property ownership rights. I mean, they're already talking about there are these folks that own uh, BlackRock and they're already having their minions go on the business channels and say, well, you know, the young folks today coming up, they don't really want to own their own home. They want to rent. It makes more sense for them to rent their own home. That couldn't be further from the truth. Homeowners have a net worth that's 34 times greater than that of renters. Homeowners, uh, kids that grow up in homes where their parents own their home, get better grades. No, not everyone, but in general. It's more stable. So we need to resist the you know the political efforts that are being made to convince our young adults that they should be renters and not homeowners or condo owners or multifamily home owners the american dream owning a home is the best opportunity that a family can have to ensure the future um, wealth and stability of their children. If you rent and you pay your rent on time every month for 55 years and then you die, what do you have to pass on to your kids? Nothing. 
And the big, another huge difference is, and we talk about this every week, when you have a mortgage, your payment to keep a roof over your head is fixed for 30 years. Unless you refinance. Your rent is never going to stay the same for 30 years. Even people who are paying really low rent, they have not been paying that rent for 30 years. Landlords own real estate so they can increase their net worth, so they can sometimes support themselves. They need the income. As the expenses to own a home are increasing, property taxes increase, insurances increase, building codes become more, more stringent, so they have to pass the expense to comply with building codes. That expense gets passed on to tenants. These are all the reasons why rents continue to increase. When you have a three-family house that has to have hardwired smoke detectors in and it costs ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 for the landlord to put that in, he, will, he or she will be paid back by payments from tenants, from the rent. So it's very um, important that we pay attention, we citizens of this country, to what's going on with our politicians in Washington, D.C., at the State House, whether it's in Boston or in Providence, and at our local municipal town or city hall. Pay attention. Because if you wake up one day and all of a sudden legislation which was is passed that makes it extremely expensive to buy property or extremely expensive to own property, they keep adding these fees on every year that you have to pay. I mean I remember when I you know, when they when Narragansett Bay Commission was created. Before that, you paid your sewer bill to your, your uh, municipality. Now, that's like another utility bill. One of the reasons I bought the house that I have is because it has a septic system, so I don't have to pay Narragansett Bay Commission and my town sewer bills. Because you pay Narragansett Bay Commission a fee to handle the sewage, and then you pay the municipality a fee for the sewage to go through their pipes. So these are things that add that expenses to owning your home. Now, we can have the debate about the legitimacy of those fees. Those are just two examples of fees that are added on to um, you know, the price of the expense of owning a home. The way to get around that is to have a septic system. And then you maintain your septic system, like $300 a year to have it pumped out. Okay, but we do not want to have to permit to sit back and, you know, I'm not watching any news. I'm not I'm going to just, you know, check out. I'm not paying attention. I can't stand all this negative, this arguing that they have. If it's Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, whatever the channel is that you watch and you're fed up with it and you tune out. Well, you can turn all those channels off, but don't tune it out completely. Read. Go online. Do your own research. 
Because if you check out and you don't pay attention, these politicians and the minions that work for them, they're going to take advantage of your basically disengaging. And you need to pay attention because once these, once these laws are passed and the expenses or the taxes or the fees are there, it's virtually impossible to eliminate them again because a fiefdom is created around those fees. Now, Narragansett Bay Commission has a whole population of people that work there. If it's the billing department to make sure you pay your bills, or I should say the accounts receivable department to make sure that you pay your bill, the people that actually are the blue-collar guys and gals that are in the field at the uh, waste treatment facility. So you're not going to get, the the fees are not going to be reduced because those folks get raises every whatever it is, one, two, three, four years. And... They depend on a paycheck and their families and their community depend on them having paychecks so they can go out to restaurants and spend their monies. So once these entities are created, it's too late, folks. So we have to pay attention to what our governments, plural, are doing, whether it's municipal, state or federal. And don't think that you only have one little voice because you can make a big difference if you pay attention and just start talking to five or ten different people in your circle. If everybody talked to five or ten people about the importance of protecting private property ownership rights and keeping our politicians in check so they do not infringe upon our private property ownership rights. They do not make it more expensive to buy, sell, or own real estate. Then we can start to have a groundswell of awareness and support for basically what the people want. Okay. Um, You know, so there are so many things that are out of our control Expenses, okay, we can't control what's going on with interest rates. You know, we can't control what's going on with the price of uh, home heating oil or natural gas or propane gas. Um, You know, we can't control what's going on with, uh, you know, the crazy cost of just media. You know, if if it's television that you watch and you have to pay Cox or Verizon Fios um, or if it's Netflix or... um, Amazon Prime or whatever, Hulu, I mean, Disney Plus. There are all of these different things. It's like they nickel and dime you to death. 25 bucks a month here, 50 bucks a month there, 10 bucks a month there. Um, That stuff continues to increase, and that's more money going out the door. We've had inflation, and they say, oh, well, inflation is, you know, did not go up as much as we thought it was going to go up. It only went up. 2.7%, 2.7%, not 2.8%, whatever the number was. Well, yeah, but that's on top of the 9% that it was up the year before. So if everything is up cumulatively 10, 12, 15% or more, and there are certain things that are up 25 and 
It's just not calculated in. Look at the price of gasoline. You know, I, I went to uh, the BJ's in Johnston. I paid three fifty a gallon because I'm not a BJ's member. If I were, it would have been three forty five. But I drive up to Cumberland, get back here, I get off the highway, and the gas station there is three dollars and eighty nine cents. That's forty cents a gallon more. And that's pretty much what you see, 375 to 385, 390 a gallon now. A couple of years ago it was barely two dollars. That's a huge increase. You know, I drive twenty five, thirty thousand miles a year. I drive like a Pepe, as my wife says. But I do that because my fuel mileage goes from seventeen miles a gallon to twenty three miles a gallon when I drive like a Pepe. You know, so that's one of the things I have control over. I don't have control over the price of gas, okay? I don't have control over the price of eggs, the price of everything. So all of these things keep going up and up in their cost. One of the things we do have control over, <clears throat> excuse me, is, again, what our politicians do. Legislation that's sponsored, who supports it, who's against it. Call your representatives in the state legislature, in the state senate, on the city or town council, wherever you live. Let them know what you feel. Normally, they only hear from us when there are two types of legislation that are up. Second Amendment, gun rights, or abortion. Those are the things that bring everybody out of the woodwork. All of this other legislation that happens that has could have a very significant impact on individuals and families and businesses for years to come, no one pays attention to. No one pays attention to. So, you know, pay attention to that because that's one thing that you have control over. We don't have control over the price of home heating oil. We don't have control over the price of propane or natural gas. Um, you know, we have to pay whatever happens. And, you know, one of the things is, oh, um, we have a call, and it's perfect timing because uh, my friend Sean is calling in, and we have, um, let's see, bear with me here. Hello, Sean. Hi, Joe. How are you tonight? I'm good, and I was actually just uh, warming up to talk about how, um, you know, one of the things we don't have control over is the cost of the utility electricity and, you know, price of Home heating oil is up significantly. The price of natural gas, propane gas is up significantly. Automotive gasoline is up. And now, October 1st, we just had a big increase in the price of electricity in Rhode Island. Isn't that true? Yes. Um, the Rhode Island um, Commission just authorized in the summer that October 1st, um, the last resort energy supplier... Um, just increased to seven, a little over 17 cents a kilowatt for the um, period of October 1st through the end of March. You're absolutely correct. Okay. So how does that um, compare to a year ago in Rhode Island? And say five, like, is this something that happens every October? Uh, yes. So in the summer time well in, in the spring race from March 1st until um, end of September 
they the rates tend to drop because um, we go into the summer, but in the winter, the rates have historically increased um, to higher rates because of the cost of energy has increased. And where does um, Rhode Island fall compared to other parts of the country? Do you have that information or...? Um, I'm go actually going to the DPUC supplier rates. So it all is dependent on where you are in the country. Um, the New England area is historically been higher. Um, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, um, New Hampshire, Maine, those are on, have been on the rise as well. Um, for that, and I can get back to you on the other stuff, on the other areas. So what are some options that um, that folks have, consumers have, if it's a property owner, if it's a tenant, a landlord, um, business owner, what are yep. some options that they have? So they have some few options. Uh, before we go into that, I, I, I actually pulled up the Rhode Island PUC uh Gov website. So historically, um, actually, it's April through September. Oh, okay. Um, of, yeah, so I was off by a month. And um, so this some this spring, it was 10, it dropped down to 10 cents. It's back up to 17 cents. It's, a, it's a, just a, a hair fraction of a, of a percent from last year. And even um, in the summer of 2022, um, it was seven cents, a, seven point eight cents a kilowatt, and it went up to ten this year. And back in 2021, so um, seven point eight went up to ten. Yeah, seven point eight so, went up to ten. Okay. In the summer, so what you're gonna actually probably going to see next summer, it's probably going to climb up to. Um, another three cents. So you're looking at 10, about 13, 14 cents a kilowatt next spring right. when the rates go up based on prior um, um, rates. So what the business owner, homeowner, tenant can do, there's a, um, a myriad of options, but one of the best ways to, sh to hedge your um, your risks is to get a fixed rate plan and that will be constant over the life of the of the term which you can get up to a three year fixed rate plan a 12 month a 24 month or a 36 month fixed rate plan so and okay so you so 12 months 24 months or 36 months that would protect you from future increases because i would imagine that you know like everything else when electric rates increase, they don't typically decrease, do they? Correct. So basically, it, it will drop um, in April, but as you can see, back in 2022, um, it was 7.8 cents a kilowatt during the summer, and then this, this summer, it was 10.34 cents. So it went up. So the fixed rate plan 
um, is lower um, is a stable plant across, and it's been about twelve to thirteen cents a kilowatt um, throughout, and then. Mm. We don't know what's going to happen here. I would probably estimate to be the 11s and the 12s based on history, right. historical. And so um, it's, it's your best bet to go against the fixed rate plan. And then um, also depends on how much electric usage that you do you use um, as well. Right. Now, you know, one of the things... Um, Probably about a month ago, I had a guest on, and we were talking about solar energy, solar panels. And is this something where someone could choose to get better electric rates, sign up for a 12, 24, 36-month program, even if they have solar panels? Like, could this be further savings for them? Yes, most definitely, Joe. Um, great question is... Um, you're required to have a supplier no matter what if you have solar. Right. And you also got to keep in mind that um, when you get into the winter, you're not going to have that much sunlight. Right. Also, depending uh, depends on where your roof is and if you're a good candidate for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still going to um, have a supplier charge. Right. And so then if you have a supplier charge and you have the contract, so then when you generate with the electric panels, solar panels, you generate um, more electricity than you need, it gets put, you know, sent into the grid, quote unquote, and then that would be for the benefit of the company that is gen- giving you your supply, correct? Yes, I believe that is, that's correct. Yeah. But in the winter time you're not going to have that much um, kilowatt generation based on the sun during the day. Because remember, you're not, um, the sun's up for a shorter period during the time during the day. So you're not going to generate that much electricity, um, Mm -hmm. especially um, if the primary source is... uh, of what you're of what you're using during the day, so it all there's a whole bunch of factors married in, but and again, that's just an overall analysis of that type of situation. Good, good. So, um, how easy is it? I guess another question: How um, what difference does a consumer notice when they switch? electric companies or electric suppliers because you still have a bill that will come from Rhode Island Energy, right? Correct, yes. So, essentially, nothing changes. You're still going to get your service from uh, Rhode Island Energy. Um, So, your electric bill is divided into two portions. It's the provider portion and the supplier portion. That provider portion is approximately 60% of your bill. So if, if you have an electric bill, it's $100 a month. Right. Um, 60% of that, so $60 of that $100 is um, for the provider to bring the electricity to the home. And then the 40% mm-hmm. is your supplier charge. And uh, there's no change to that and uh, to your bill. 
you still get your bill from National Grid. You just have the ability to choose your supplier. Um, from there's a myriad of suppliers that can do that, and um, it's easy. It takes about ten minutes mm-hmm. to do so, and uh, then you're out to saving. Very good. Now, <clears throat> I think um, if people have questions on what, if they want to learn more about energy or anything like that, are there any resources that you could, um, that you'd like to direct them to, either on social media or web pages or anything like that? Yes, we have a, um, a Rhode Island Energy Choice Facebook group we set up. I will go ahead and put that in the group chat. Um, so that you can look it up as Rhode Island Energy Choice on Facebook. Yep. Um, and we can get you in that direction. And we also have uh, information on fixed rates as well. We'll, we'll get that out to you mm-hmm. um, so you can learn about uh, fixed rate plans and, uh, and the choice that you have to choose your own supplier. Okay. That's a good idea. Yeah, put it there. And then we'll also um, remind me, and I'll do a blog post on my Cup of Joe Luca uh, blog page, and we'll talk about that too, and provide a lot of information to folks. So uh, you can go to cupofjoeluca dot com and learn all about real estate. But then, pretty within a day or so, we'll ha- be able to learn all about the um, options that you have as a uh, consumer with regard to your energy supplier. Because you know, if you're like me, and you noticed uh, the increase when they put it in the newspaper the other day, or whenever that was. You know, um, again, we there are a lot of things we cannot control uh, the cost of, you know, oil, gas. But this is one thing where we can uh, step in and say, you know what, I, I want to take control here. And I want to make sure that for the next 12, 24, 36 months, my electric bill is going to be the same. It's not going to go just up, up and away uh, like it has been. So, um, you know, I think that's something that... Uh, a lot of consumers should pay attention to right now. You know, I mean, I wish that someone could have said to me uh, two years ago, hey, Joe, how about if you lock in for three or four years, so continue to buy gas at $2 a gallon uh, for your, all the miles you put on your car. That would be great. That would have been awesome. Um, you know, now it's uh, <clears throat> over $100 to fill up. So, you know, it's um, the same thing with the price of home heating oil, the same thing with, you know, natural gas. If you heat your home with natural gas, you don't have any input over that. Uh, Whenever the, you know, the utility goes before the Public Utilities Commission, it seems like they're always given what they want as far as increasing the rate for public, um, excuse me, for natural gas. So, um yeah, this is one way that we have a little bit of control over what's going on with um, the cost of maintaining a household today, whether it's an apartment or a home or a business. Um, yeah, this is something that uh, pe- more people should be aware of and should take the initiative to um, keep their expenses in check. Okay. Um, so, folks, you're listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 AM. I have uh, my good friend Sean Smith, the Sean Smith, on the phone. We're talking about electric utility rates and how they've gone up in Rhode Island. And there is something that you can do about it. And, you know, we have 
the benefit in uh, or the opportunity in Rhode Island to control our um, where we buy our electric electricity from, who our electric supplier is. And maybe, you know, you want to have something that has a green component, too. I mean, that's something that uh, is available as well. Isn't that true, Sean? Yeah, there's definitely some uh, greener choices as well. Um, the renewable energy option is part of that. So you can choose your plan to also have a, um, a, green, a green energy plan. And then it's the rate's just about the same. It, it may be of a fraction of a, of a cent higher. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's plans for that. There's also plans um, if you have pets um, that you want to give to pet causes and a, a portion of your uh, what you pay goes towards pet charities as well. Okay. That's fantastic. And now, Sean, so what is, if someone had um, questions, they can, of course, go to the um, Energy Choice, Rhode Island Energy Choice Facebook page. Um, is there another location or a site or a s- information source that you could direct people to? Yes, I, oh, I will also put a link to our group in the chat, which will also um, get a personal consultation with you um, on our Rhode Island Energy Choice as well. Um, well, yeah, also, if you could just, yeah, give us the verbal on that for our uh, radio listeners who are not on Facebook, so that way they can find it, too. Definitely. We've got a much larger audience. Yeah, let me get to that link. Um, it would be uh, Rhode Island and riEnergyChoice.now.site. Okay. riEnergyChoice.now.site will get you there to that page it'll go over a little bit briefly with you and then it will have a place to get your name and email address and phone number so we can get in touch with you to be able to go over um, good good your choices good to know good to know now sean you know folks sean and i also work together we have um we provide real estate concierge services to my clients my buyers and sellers helping them uh, when they're relocating, if it's t- setting up um, a mover, if it's finding anything that you need, if it's getting your utilities turned on, getting home security, um, you know, we have all of those options available. Sean, we've got a couple of minutes left in the show. If you could tell our listeners a little bit about uh, Butler Services and the Real Estate Concierge Services that we offer to clients. Sure. Um, so Services Butler is, is the name of our real estate <coughs> relocation service. And one of the key things is we do two things is we help people with their relocation. And the second thing we do is we do a services checkup. So it's all part of the um, relocation process. We'll help you with a mover here in Rhode Island. We'll, we'll, um, reach out to GMAT's Moving, uh, one of Joe's um, preferred uh, movers, and we'll help you part of that whole relocation process. Everything from helping you set up your electricity, helping you set up your water, your gas, um, your internet, all those things. And so it takes um, the stress off your move. And, And they talk about moving as one of the top five stressors in life. 
That's that, very true. Yes, so that's we, we help you all get through that, and we usually start once you uh, sign your contract and getting ready to go into um, escrow and to get everything all set up, and that's when we start the discussions and helping everybody uh, with their relocation. That's exactly yeah. That, you know, because one of the things I always try to do, listeners, uh, is we try to I try to make it as easy and as stress free as possible for my clients. Whether you're buying or selling real estate, um, my job is to help you achieve your real estate objective, uh, add value to the transaction for you, and also for me to remain cool, calm, and collected and deal with all of these stressors that pop up during the transaction because it is stressful uh, even in a perfect situation uh, when you're packing up everything that you own <clears throat> excuse me and relocating to another location even in that if that location is just across town it's a big deal so uh, folks i want to thank sean for calling in and providing all that valuable information sean thank you very much we'll touch base tomorrow um and, uh, yeah, we'll have to get you on the show again. Thank you, Joe. And it was, a, it was an honor and a privilege to be on the show. Thank you, everybody. And have a great night. Okay, Sean. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. We want to thank Sean for calling into the show. Um, and I also want to, again, thank my sponsors for the Joe Luca Real Estate Show, uh, Beacon Title and Escrow. Anthony Betancourt and Rich Nicholson are the owners. Uh, they provide closing and escrow services for the, our buyer and seller clients of residential and commercial real estate. Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster, uh, he works for the property owner. He does not work for the insurance company. So he helps you receive all of the money, the dollars that you are entitled to based on your insurance policy. Okay, You pay a premium every month or every year, however you pay it. You should, when you submit a claim, make sure you get all of the money that you're entitled to. And then also, we want to thank Don Miller, the principal lender at North Point Bank, 401-241-9676. Don Miller, the principal lender at North Point Bank. And, of course, GMET's Moving and Storage. Uh, they are the number one movers in southern New England, GMET's Moving and Storage, the best move you'll ever make. Check them out on their website, gmetsmoving.com. That's G as in Gary, Mets, M as in Michael, E, T as in Tom, Z as in Zebra, moving.com, gmetsmoving.com. You can find all the information. They'll even give you a quote. Uh, you can provide the information they need, and they'll give you a quote right there. So thank you very much for tuning in and we will be back next week. Next up is the old time preaching ministry. Bye-bye.